2: Welcome to the Total Car Score podcast, bringing you the world of cars from inside the car. And now your hosts, Carl Brower, Lauren Fix, and Javier Mota.
1: Well, Lauren, it's been a really busy couple of months now. We've been on the road all the time, pretty much, and now an we're here at the, the Thermal Club for the BMW Drive Fest. How are you, Lauren?
2: I'm great. And you know, I I have to say, this is one of the best tracks. If you get an opportunity to drive on thermal, it's in Palm Springs. Uh, BMW has really taken the track over and made it sort of their one of their home bases. So if you have, want to drive a Mini Performance or a BMW Performance, Thermal is such a cool place, and the homes around there will make you just melt.
1: Well, that's the thing. It's very exclusive. I mean, it's over. I think it's like I don't remember the numbers exactly, but it's like over a hundred and fifty thousand dollars just to put your step into it. And then you have to build a one million dollar house, and then you have to bring your cars, and then you have. So it's like really, really exclusive. Something that I, uh, I guess We're I was. <laughs> <laughs> I sneak in somehow. <laughs>
2: we, like, we like to use the track, but we we uh, definitely are not, neither of us, are. The, nor Carl, are in the position, uh, even together maybe, to buy a place. Please.
1: Exactly. So in this episode, uh, we've been doing a series of episodes because there was so much information there, BMW, Mini, Motorrad, I mean, uh, and then the performance driving school with the legend Bill Overland, who is the winiest driver in IMSA history. So... Oh. You, I know you know him a lot, right. and uh, you probably have driven with him somewhere, right?
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I wouldn't want to race against him. He's very consistent. <laughs> He's very fast. So I have a rule as a as a racer. We don't ride with other racers around the track because the goal is to see if we can scare the heck out of them. So we don't do that. So, um, But as far as riding, he rode with me once. Uh, we had BMW X6Ms at Coda, that's Circuit of Americas in Austin. Uh-huh. And he had me pushing that SUV to its max. It was dancing. I said, "This is great." And, you know, it's fun when someone can give you some pointers because we all need them, even the pros. Yeah. But um, Bill's a great guy, and he's a very interesting person because he was telling us the story when he started racing. He, you know, he was young, and he ran with a, against another race car driver called Tommy Kendall, who was I know him. Was a, T, we call no. him TK. And uh, they didn't like each other at first. Now they're friends because they took each other out on their first race. <laughs> so, But a really interesting person.
1: I have my own story with uh, Tommy Kendall because years ago I was at the AMG, Mercedes AMG Driving School. And uh, if you go to my YouTube channel, you see whenever I'm on a racetrack, the comments are always the same. You're the worst driver. You're going to kill the transmission. <laughs> I don't know why they let you on the track. What the hell are you doing with that car and all that? So on that occasion, I asked Tommy, like, Tommy, I get all these comments, I need official or expert opinion if I'm, in fact, the worst driver in the world. So I <laughs> went around, and I think he he acted a little bit up on it, and he was like, yelling, oh, stop, brake, stop, no, yeah. So at the end, he said, like, we need a lot of work <laughs>
2: Well, I think anyone can be trained. I think we just need to get you to a school where you, which I know you just did the BMW school, but just it's it's like anything. If you want to be a runner, you don't start off doing a marathon. You you learn. Like I'm not a runner, you could teach me to run. But when it comes to racing, I I, I've I've taught driving schools since the '80s, and basically what it really takes is a street car that's not about performance, and someone in the passenger seat who's not afraid, who will tell you. I am going to grab the wheel while you're driving and move the wheel to where you should be and then hold the wheel so that you're forced to feel that. Once you get that, you start going, I got it, and you start getting better. So we'll have to work on that.
1: Yeah, exactly. So anyway, you didn't drive with Bill, but I did, and I had a chance to talk to him, so let's listen to that. Well, here we are with uh, the fourth episode in this special series with DMW Mini. Motorrad and BMW M sports and we're here with the legend Bill Oberlin. How are you, Bill? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. Thank you. So the winiest driver in
0: NISA history right yeah. how many wins yeah. so far um, 64 or 65 depending on if oh they, really if is there a controversy there there is a little bit because this year I won uh, the roar race before okay. the 24 Okay. and they're like trying to figure out do we call that a, it was a race and it paid points did they count it anyways <laughs> it's now put me uh, 5 or 4 ahead of second and, place and you're not done I am not done I'm just kidding <laughs> I feel I am 53 years old and yeah. I feel like better than ever, faster than ever, yeah. and, and ready to win.
1: And it's ex- the experience, obviously, that accumulates, your feet, and so, I mean, like, I guess the reflexes, like like the reaction time maybe start slowing down, maybe, I don't know. Maybe, you know, I mean. No, I'm just, I'm, I don't know, I'm
0: just. I work very, you know, you know your your certain things can't be what a 20-year-old is. Or, yeah, of, of course. course, yeah. But you have to work harder than anybody else will, you have to be hungrier, you have to want more, and then I have a good balance of I still have the speed, and I have a, so much experience now, yeah. that I see a lot of situations happening, I know how to make the best of them, I mean, going into this, this year, we've been leading both championships the entire way, Yeah. so uh, I'm still leading the, the Michelin Cup going into the last race in Petit Le Mans, we're going to try to wrap yeah. that one up. So that will be 66. That would, it doesn't count. That's a whole, I've won like 183 races oh, if you count wow. them all, but uh, but that, oh, that one doesn't that's, count. That's uh, uh yeah, it's the Michelin Pilot Cup. But so
1: anyway, I? I wanted to touch on that first because obviously, I mean, you're a legendary uh, driver for BMW and next year you're going to have new equipment, so you're going
0: to yeah. have a lot of more wins hopefully with that, right? So we've been racing, you know, we've raced everything from the E92 M3s, E46, E36, yeah. you know, on and on and on. Z4. And now the M6 was all the last quite a few years. Yeah. And now comes what we've all been waiting for, the BMW M4 GT3. It's been testing in Europe for almost two years. It's ready to release. It's already done a few races in Europe. Uh, and we saw it for
1: the first time in Laguna Seca during
0: yeah. we a Pebble Beach Concourse um, Delegance weekend. And it is beautiful. It is capable. Um, and every driver from BMW Factory, all my counterparts in, in Europe, say that when they get out of it it's the best car they've ever driven
1: so that's gonna add up a lot to your records i'm sure i hope year. so come on <laughs> yeah.
0: so so believe it or not we we've they made the announcement so we're gonna race an oddball race in sebring in yeah. about a, a few weeks time it's called the cravantic 24 so we will run the oh, BMW, it's gonna run in there 24 hours oh, yeah, wow. yeah and we will if the car you know sebring we, nobody's ever done a 24-hour race that i know of yeah. If your car makes it through a Sebring 24-hour, yeah, it's going to be a, to be a talk, very strong to car. tough track, right? Yeah.
1: But we're here for a very different event. Obviously, we're not competing competing in anything. We're here with journalists, learning about all the new products from the, the, all the brands, except Rolls-Royce, we'll we do in Miami next weekend. But anyway, I want you to give us an idea of how, obviously, the motorsports technology and the knowledge engineering and all that drills down to
0: the production yeah. cars. This is why... These elite companies, you know, let's just call it out. I mean, it's Mercedes, it's BMW, it's Porsche. They compete at the highest levels of racing. And that's where the latest systems are developed or engineered or thought of. You know, anything that an engineer could dream of, they do it in racing. We refine it in racing. And then very quickly, it gets put now right into your your streetcar. A company that doesn't compete at these levels in racing is missing out on that. Yeah. So they're always reacting and trying to copy, and this is where BMW is innovating the latest.
1: Yeah. So the latest model is, I guess, the M2, right? Uh,
0: well, for the for the for,
1: the, for consumers. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. I mean, M2. We're here now with the M4. Yeah. A lot of the launch of the M4 uh, four wheel drive. Yeah. And that has that has made that car because if we if we say it, the M4 had quite a bit of power for two smaller rubber in the back and it had traction prompts. like you could light the wheels up all the time yeah. which is fun but for me on a racetrack it's not fast now with the four-wheel drive it is back to like when i used to drive an e46 that's how i feel the car drives <laughs> okay. now so it's a much heavier car but you don't feel it it's got torque vectoring on the front axles it's got active diffs it's got active you know traction control and between all that it is a fun i've been driving that thing all day now yeah. so for regular
1: consumers and people who are not good obviously as like professional drivers like you what what's your uh, your recommendations of coming to this uh, BMW performance center and learn uh, what what's like what do you think is like your recommendation and also what's the biggest misconception that you think most people have about driving on a racetrack? Hmm.
0: well first of all i i think these the BMW M schools are so good because when do you ever take your streetcar and find a limit safely on the on the street to understand how to react to it so when something does occur you don't know how to react to it because you're not you haven't been exposed to yeah. it, you come to this track and over the course of a day or two days or however long a course you take they put you through all kinds of experiences you'll be so much better armed when you go back to the street when something occurs that you don't have that that issue, now as far as something well, that they don't That maybe they wouldn't have known that they would know on a racetrack is all the systems working in the background. Now you would feel them. You'd feel your traction control, your ABS, all the systems that the engineers have refined and you'd be like, now I understand what they all do.
1: But uh, a lot of people also think, uh, relate um, driving on a racetrack just to speed. Like, oh, I gotta go fast, but braking is even more important, I think,
0: maybe, right? Yeah, (laughs) brakes are always good. It's a, I call it a balance, right? You need, you need, Great equal parts of all, it. you want horsepower, yes, but if you can't stop it or manage the acceleration part of it, and this is where the engineering comes into is, is managing the traction controls, managing the amount of rubber that they put on the car to balance it, the, this amount of spring rate. You ever been in a car that's too stiff, too soft, and then you throw it into a corner? And it's finding these balances, and, and you find it right on the racetrack. You know? yeah. I mean, they do. And
1: these cars are so advanced that they make even a bad driver like me just well, a little
0: bit better. Maybe. I, I always said it. It's kind of a joke, but it's true. I get in the, the M5 or the M8, yeah. and it puts a, it just, on the absolute normal person, it puts a Superman cape on them because <laughs> it makes them so good at driving. Yeah. They don't know why, but it's all the stuff in the background that's just allowing you to do stuff that you would never be able to do.
1: Well, thank you for your time. Good luck on the last race of the season and uh, really looking forward for next year because I think it's going to be really exciting seeing you in the next uh, the I... next uh, generation car and uh, break, breaking all
0: those records again. Like Keep doing it. <laughs> I can't wait. Thank you so much. Thank you, Bill. Okay.
1: Well, there you have it, Lauren. I'm glad I had the opportunity to drive with Bill because obviously, as you said, you always learn, even if it's a little bit, you learn something, right?
2: Right, it makes you safer on the streets too. So if you ever have a chance to take any additional performance driving schools, either in your car or someone else's, if like if you buy a Ford product, they have it. Corvette has it. You know, I would say BMW, of course. I would say take that opportunity. You will never regret it. You will always say, "I learned so much more, and I'm a better driver on the street." And it might lower your insurance rates.
1: And on the other thing, I actually understand a little bit more about the cars and the respect that the professional drivers deserve because it's not easy to be in a car for three, four, or in the case of your husband, just 24 hours in Daytona last weekend, right? (laughs) Yeah. He
2: he drove the bulk of the driving. There were two drivers. He just won the the historic 24 in a 1992 Olds Aurora. And when we got there, everyone's like, that thing's not going to make it. We had all these super fast prototype cars, but it's not about being the rabbit. It's about being the turtle and knowing when to take, those advantages and use that energy and and it is I'm a good driver my husband's a great driver so I have to say uh, I'm honored that he won they won overall and that was pretty cool and that was at Daytona I have tons of pictures on my Instagram of course and all my social media but I'm I'm thrilled for him he he deserved it
1: congratulations to Paul yeah congratulations to him and honestly like when you have a little bit of experience on a race on a true race car on a racetrack you understand how difficult that is. And probably the next time you watch a race on TV or whatever, you, you will appreciate it even a little bit more. So congratulations Dad, that, Lauren. And I guess uh, we're going to be on the run uh, for, for the next few months again. So we'll um, catch up with you somewhere, I guess. And Carl. <laughs> yeah, we've been missing Carl. So we'll catch up maybe in L.A., in the L.A. Auto Show, which is actually happening this year.
2: Yeah, and then the World Car Drive as well for you and I. And uh, we're going to be on track for Hyundai. And then we've got, oh, my gosh, tons of of stuff coming that we will be happy to share with you.
1: Stay tuned. Okay. Thank you, Lauren. Thanks, Javier. Bye.
2: Thank you for listening. For more, check us out online at TotalCarscore.com.